0: This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. I'm Victor and Andrea. Andrea, how's it going? Good.
1: How's it going with you? <laughs> it's going great. Uh, deflection.
0: Deflection. <laughs> uh, I my coffee is still kicking in. I was filling in some for Marvin Bartlett this week, so oh. I was here late. Um, Tuesday night, and then back in Wednesday morning.
1: So you would just come in and do the 10 o'clock? I mean, obviously, you would report as well, but...
0: Well, I anchored the 4 o'clock. Monday, I actually filled in for Sam because he called in and mm-hmm. then worked for Marvin. And then Tuesday, I anchored the 4 o'clock and then went out and shot, like, a, a, a Vosot. And then came back and anchored. That's a lot. Yeah. And there's more. The 10 involved... Well, for one thing, it's an entire hour right. of talking. And it's a lot, especially when it's By just, yourself? just one person. Luckily, some of it, like the five things you need to know and inside entertainment, you all you record ahead of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you're still voicing it. And I also didn't realize, I guess uh, Marvin writes those every night, so it's like I got to figure out how to do that. I use CNN News Source. I've never done that before. <laughs> the,
1: you, this sounds just like my experience filling in on the weekend show because I yeah. filled in a weekend evening, and there's, of course, an hour o'clock um, on the weekends for the Fox show as well, and it was a lot. Yeah. It was nice because it's so quiet on the weekends. There's just not, you know, not as many people. Kinda, yeah. You know, everybody's kind of, they have a job and they need to do it because yeah. there's not that many people here. So it was nice in a way because you just kind of were on your own, did your thing, got out of there. But it wasn't, like, you were busy the whole time, which makes it go by faster. I like that.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. You know, basically I took my lunch break, but the rest of the time I was just powering down. So
1: Yeah, my mom was talking about she had a lot of downtime this week. I guess it's a slow season for the – um granite industry oh <laughs> <All right. laughs> she works at stone gallery in nicholasville i didn't know that <laughs> shameless right. plug but she was just like she can doesn't handle downtime well yeah. boredom well no she was like well today i went to lowe's and bought a mailbox because somebody <laughs> said they needed a mailbox and i saved 60 dollars on it like their boss needed a mailbox and i was just like She's like, it was better than just sitting there. I can't handle it. Like, she makes signs for everything. She like, if she had a labeler, yeah. it would be an issue. Everything would be labeled. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Mandy had mentioned that recently, getting a labeler. So no. I think That's a there.
1: dangerous tool. I've
0: already got a laminator. You do? We'll laminate a lot of stuff.
1: Well, I told you about my friend that had a Ziploc bag with an article cut out <laughs> yeah, in it. So and that was go. the cutest thing i would ever seen. She could have used
0: a laminator. I know. Well, uh, you know, sometimes we'll print off. Pictures just on paper, and we'll laminate them, and then you know, clip them off so sort they're of nice and round, and so Veer can play with them and hold them and stuff. Well, look at you! But also, yeah, you know, like keepsakes and mementos and that kind of stuff. Like, How like cute! Little art that Vera does. We just laminate it that way; it keeps forever. Because you think about the stuff. I think about the stuff that my mom kept, and it's all yellow and old and crusty right. and falling fall apart.
1: See, I'm not that sentimental, but then I regret it later. It's like when I when I'm in a cleaning mood, I want to get rid of everything. I'm not with
0: most things, yeah. I, I, I you know a what I mean? To just.
1: And I regret it though. Later, I'm like, "Why didn't I keep that?" You know, but I I can't handle the clutter either. So it's it's a it's
0: tough. Grey Gardens situation. I don't know what that means. (laughs) It's it's, it was a. Is this another movie I have to watch? And a movie, yeah. It was um, two older women who I believe they came from like a rich family, but they end up becoming kind of recluses up in their house, and it's just the two of them living in their own little world. But they are also hoarders, and oh my gosh, it was just yeah.
1: That's my future.
0: There you go. I mean, that's... <laughs>
1: Me and Kelsey Mattingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just living it up together. All right. Well, this week, uh, we don't have a guest. You and I are going to talk about our trip to Chicago uh, for the um, RTNDA Anchor and Producer Leadership Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was you and I, uh, Nightside Executive Producer, Lindsay Travis, and uh, News Director, Robert Thomas, all went, the four of us. And um, it was... It was in depth, um, long, but I immersive. felt like I, immersive, But I felt like I got a lot from it, uh, and I, it was. I'm, I'm very glad to have done it.
1: I am too. And I think one of my favorite things was just being able to talk to other people who understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's hard for people to relate to this job because so few people do this job or have mm-hmm. been in a position that has really any similarities to it. So just being able to talk to people and just having someone truly look at you and like you can see in their eyes, they, they get know. It. Yeah, they there were just it. little quips
0: whenever, you know, people would rattle stuff off and we'd all start laughing. We're like, oh, we all... To deal with. Right.
1: Oh, it was so wonderful, and I think any every job has these things, mm-hmm. you know, that I wouldn't understand someone else's job either. It's not nothing against anyone. It's just you don't get it until you're in it.
0: So I have brought the rundown.
1: Oh, you did. Okay.
0: Of um, the classes and stuff that we went through. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was exciting. We might go through some of that. Some some of them. Um, some of them were just kind of overall like pep talk type stuff. Some of them were technical things. Uh, we started off well. So so first off, we left. Wednesday morning, Mm. 6.15-ish Right from the station. Um, I was on time. You were on time. I was very proud of you.
1: I know. I was Um, shocked. I got there really early, but I was also on my morning show schedule already. So so you were already used to it. I kind of just slept a little extra, but went ahead and came in and got ready here just because it's easier. The light's better.
0: (laughs) Um, So we uh, all loaded up. We left out to... uh, Good old beautiful Chicago. Um, I drove most of the way. Most of the way, but as we got closer, Andrea offered to switch it up. So we, we let you switch up and we were like, okay, well we'll switch out before we get back in the city. Yes. But that, that didn't was happen.
1: Should have happened.
0: So Andrea drove us into downtown Chicago.
1: Now we all know I'm a country girl. <laughs> <laughs> country mouse, city mouse. I am definitely the country mouse. So I did not want to be driving in Chicago. You know, getting off the interstate, unfamiliar territory, that was not something I wanted to do. But somehow, I guess there was just no good place to stop. I was o- going to
0: say, it turned out as we got closer, there just wasn't a convenient it's spot. It's
1: like, no turning back. I'm in this. At one point, we were on two wheels instead of four. <laughs> but other, we survived.
0: Other than almost off-roading there, yeah, I felt like you did a good job.
1: And it's, uh, I just feel like everyone's judging me when I'm driving. I get very anxious. <laughs> I can tell. Do you not feel that way? <laughs>
0: No, I was focused on the road
1: <laughs> that's probably what I should have been focused on instead of my anxiety, but
0: <laughs> yeah no. um, so the first thing we did we got there at start well actually we got there we, we gained an hour, so we got there about eleven thirty there time, which came, which was nice. We were able to park and then go have a little lunch before we started for the day. The first day was only kind of a half day mm-hmm. and so we went to a place called italy Italy, um spelled e a t ali Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, where I had some of the best pasta I've ever had. Same. And they brought it out, and I'd ordered it because um, Robert suggested it. And they brought it out, and I thought, "Oh, that's it," because it looked kind of plain. But it turned out it was basically just pasta noodles, cheese, butter, and uh, cracked pepper. Yes. And it was. It really delicious.
1: It really was, because I thought the same thing. I was like,
0: mm. "Yeah, but it was." But so I think simple, simplicity, so exactly.
1: Sometimes when you do something perfectly yeah. or as the best you can, it's going to be better than anything fancy where everything's just confusing the, in your mouth. Exactly. You're like, what is the this pasta mush? Was just
0: cooked perfectly, so it, it oh, was, was you really taste everything.
1: I don't remember what mine was yours called, was but some it had sort meat. Of
0: Bolognese. 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 Look at me.
1: I'm so fancy. <laughs> I watch Food Network. I don't cook. So I know some words. But, but
0: yours <laughs> had a red sauce. Yes, it, was it had red too. sauce and, and some. Prime kind of, rib?
1: I don't think it was prime rib. Roast beef? Maybe. I don't remember. It was some kind of meat. Yeah, some kind of meat. It was delicious, but mine there was a lot more of mine because I was the only one that did not like lick my plate clean, which was such a disappointment to the rest of the table.
0: I mean, that I will say excess was kind of the, theme the name of the, of the game for, for me for the for those three days that we were there. Um, we ate a lot of good food. I've, I'm still recovering. So then we went. To, we started the day anchors and producers, powerful partnerships in the digital age, and this was kind of just um, it involved all of the everybody who was giving a um, a talk over the course of the. The three days kind of led that, and it was just uh, kind of getting us all started, and it talked a lot about the, uh, the partnership between anchors and producers, mm-hmm. something. Um, uh, a lot of people may not realize that, you know, just there's so much more going on behind the camera that you don't see.
1: People have no idea. That's what I have so many people ask me, like, so when do you write your stories? And I'm like, you know, I don't write most of those stories. You know, I will go in and fix what I can if there's time. But you you really depend on your producers, especially in the morning, because you kind of so get up gotta, and go. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, you're basically in and you're just, and it's not even so much. I've said, like, that's the thing people ask me, do, do you write your stuff? And it's like, well, no, somebody else writes it. I will sometimes just change things in my wording just because right. different people talk differently. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll, I'll do that. And, um, but you just think about the amount of content that they have to, uh, produce. Yeah. And so.
1: Yeah. I empathize with producers because I have produced. So I understand, you know, I used to get frustrated with anchors. I would get frustrated with myself because I was producing myself. (laughs) So I'd be like, why did you mess that up? (laughs) You know? So I feel like it's a good thing to know that side so that you can at least know where they're coming from Mm -hmm. because, like you said, that relationship is so important. You have to trust each other quite a bit. Yeah. So that was fun and enlightening. I learned some things from the producers from other stations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just how they view things from anchors especially. Sometimes I don't realize, like, I guess, I guess sometimes people look up to us. <laughs> I don't, like, in my mind, I don't believe it in a way or I don't look at myself in that role, but I probably should more than I do. And that was part of the leadership aspect. Like, you need to step up and take that role. So, hopefully, we improved in that way.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I feel, um, yeah. Uh, When I came back, (laughs) Amber was like, okay, what all all, all are you going to teach us? Uh, And I was like, no, a lot of the changes were internal.
1: That's a good way to say. It. But we also we say, had that discussion in the car that ride one home. Of the, like, well,
0: even at the conference, one of the things they right. told us was like, okay, you've been here for three days learning this intense course.
1: Not working. Exactly.
0: Your coworkers <laughs> have been working and things right. have just continued. So if you show back up on Monday morning and go, listen, everybody, I've got the solution, they're just going to look at you and be like, please stop. Yeah, shut so up. You haven't the, been here. Exactly. That was one of the things they talked to us about was like just slowly introduces stuff and a lot of it is more just leading by example
1: right exactly exactly and i do think a lot of it was Mm self-reflection and just trying to figure out how you personally can do better and hopefully that will make your product better and i mean especially for the people back here they were so busy and apparently were rock stars while we were gone
0: there was so much breaking news a lot of crazy stuff happening and we were all up in chicago watching it all
1: yeah savannah and, spurlock's yeah. remains were found which obviously heartbreaking but at least some amount of closure for the family they at least know yeah something and then
0: that's the thing people don't realize is whenever you cover a story like that over i mean you get invested i oh mean gosh, yeah. you know you've got an entire community of, of people who are just um you know their prayers are all out, out with this family and so to see to see a at least the start of a resolution right I mean, it's just it, and then it's there rough. Was
1: Jared Lorenzen's funeral, and I had yeah. interviewed him just a year ago. So that that one kind of hit me yeah, hard. It's such, just such so a good bizarre. Guy. Oh, so charming.
0: And he loved the fact that UK fans loved him. That's yes. the thing. Like if he was out, he never sent him to a picture. He never. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was happy to do it. Yeah, and I
1: mean. It was, it was a great relationship between the two. Like you say, it went both ways. They loved him. He loved them so much. And, I mean, national coverage. Yeah. Every, it's like everyone who came in contact with him had the same impression. Like, yeah. it's a good guy. I mean, that's the
0: thing. You, you just hear that from so many people. you just shows you how genuine it was. I mean, there were, there were a couple shootings. There was just a lot going on. Right. While we were out of town. So and part odd. of me
1: was, like, itching. I was like, I know oh, I wish I was there. I know. That's like, kind of... Breaking news, you go into a different gear. And, I mean, it's only so often where these big stories happen. I mean, it doesn't happen every day. So I am one of the people that I'm like, I want to be there. I want to be in that mm-hmm. seat. I want to be at the driver's. You know, that's the only time I want to be behind the wheel. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's. I was kind of jealous in a way, but – Like I said, I don't think they could have handled it any better than they did based on the feedback I was seeing. So, well done, team.
0: Yeah. And that leads us into the next session we had was breaking news, leading on all platforms. A lot of that was just, yeah, just kind of being able to handle yourself and and assigning stuff. And and part of it was having a plan ahead of time. Yes. So that when things happen, you already know what you're – and you're not trying to figure that out in the moment.
1: That got heated. Yeah. I got real heated. So they yeah. had different scenarios. They would present us, and you split up into small groups, and the small groups would kind of present their ideas for how you would handle these certain situations, which were not easy to no. handle. I mean, we, we did one with a, a shooting at um, a sporting event. You know, um, what were some of the others? A standoff the situation. Minors, a
0: standoff situation. And part of it that I've, I think people – some people were very um, – I felt like idealistic as far yes. as what – the newsroom, well, we would definitely do this. And I wanted to say, well, no, in this moment, I mean, think, imagine you're in this moment, the the news is breaking, you know, these are the facts that we've been given. And so I I feel like it's important to kind of realize your limitations and maybe realize in the future why you shouldn't do these kind of things.
1: But that's why pre-planning is so important. Because like, I think that the next time we see one of these situations, we're just going to be more aware of things that we should have thought of. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, there was one situation, and this was probably the most heated part. Was there was a someone who claimed to be a nurse who yes. gave an interview to a station? Turns out, this person was not a nurse,
0: which is insane. Apparently, really happened.
1: Right. Yes, this is a real life situation, true story, and the reporter handled it perfectly in real life. In real but life,
0: the reporter at the scene realized that something was up.
1: Right, because the nurse was giving too much information, mm. obviously violating OSHA regulations, HIPAA. HIPAA. Oh, <laughs> cut that out. No. Obviously, <laughs> ignoring. What's OSHA?
0: Occupational Sal- Safety and Health Administration. Oh, work. HIPAA. <laughs> yeah, HIPAA is the. Ooh. I don't even know what HIPAA stands for, but it's the it's the hospital regulations. One of them. <laughs> No, you're fine. They're both uh, they're both relevant.
1: <laughs> you knew what I meant.
0: Some OSHA via- some OSHA rules are probably also violated. Right, so she case. was
1: releasing like names and yeah. conditions of people that a nurse would never be able to do that in real life. And thankfully, that reporter realized it. But when adrenaline's running and, like, so you're like, I have the interview of the century. I know every Like, I have all the names. I know everything. It's like part of you would want to go with it, especially when you're desperate for something new because you've was, been and that on this story for three hours. Part and-
0: of the talk was, okay, you see this lady giving interviews. Your competitor is getting ready to use it. Right. Do you use it? And, that, and that's a big part of it is, you know, it's better to be right than first. But also at the same time, you have to – you're making these judgment calls in the moment, and I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. When and of course, go we're on. all
1: like, oh, "No,
0: I would never do that." We
1: would never. But you're absolutely right, and I think anyone who was being honest with themselves knew it wouldn't be quite as easy a decision. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I, I don't think we would have, but I think there would have been discussion, and that—that that was the thing that bothered me is that there were people who just said, "Well, there's no way we would have used it." We would, and right. it's like, "Well, no." There would have been there would have been some serious talks, and there, you know, I think there mm-hmm. were some newsrooms that would have. So,
1: well, there were certainly people who were arguing to use it (laughs) passionately
0: uh so but it was you know what i love that conversation i I mean that's the thing like that it's a it's a conversation specifically about our industry that other people don't know exactly what that's like so Mm -hmm. this was a room full of people who've been in that situation so i
1: healthy debate is one of my favorite things obviously things can get too heated and emotional and i've fallen in that trap many a time (laughs) but a healthy debate there's just nothing better yeah
0: So so that was that was great um then after that, we, um, there was a social media strategy led by uh, Chip Mahaney and Tracy Davidson. And Tracy Davidson is... Rock star. Yeah, just, just a social media rock star. Go look her up. She's um, anchoring uh, Philly. And um, she has a very structured day when it comes to her social media presence. I mean, she, she obviously is, is anchoring the morning show. She's doing all kinds of stuff. But just the amount of work that she puts into um, her online presence. Is insane. Was impressive. Uh, some of it, I'm sitting there going, I, I have no time to.
1: to right. I mean, this. I. Was she, just... she
0: has a team. And that's what she even said. She's like, no, I have a team of people who help me with this. I've set this up. But there were definitely things that she said that I thought, oh, yeah, that is an easy thing I can do. I could I apply that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just uh, being more active in, in sharing the stories that we do. She was so
1: proactive, too. Like, she sought out the help of, like, a media consulting firm herself. Like, did not ask the station to pay for it or anything like that. That was something she took on herself just because she recognized that this is where the industry's moving. Like, I need mm-hmm. to be on top of this. But also, her schedule's literally scheduled to, to the, the minutes. minutes like, yeah. five minutes at, you know, 6.35. This is what I'll be doing. I was just like, there's no way in the world. Yeah. But there's it, just no way. Like I'm not built that way. Some people are, and that's wonderful. And I wish I was a little more like that. Maybe not to that extreme, but I mean,
0: it she almost impressive. makes you feel bad. I know. Well, and that's. <laughs> I realized. I said, okay, there's no way I could, right, do all of that. But there are things that she said that I can do, and mm-hmm. so it was. It was really good to go. Okay, what are these? What you know, there are things I can take away from this. And I think that was a lot of. That was a lot of the, of the week. Was you know, here is a lot, be able to pick and choose what you, what you what can you do, can. take what you can, and there and there. There was just a lot. That we could. Not
1: everything works for everyone. Yeah. Everybody's well, and that's different. the other thing we
0: realized is that you know some of the stuff was for public radio, some of the stuff mm-hmm. was for news, some of it was for bigger markets. So
1: <gasps> there was a girl at my table who got to go listen to wait wait don't tell me they did record while we were in Chicago, but tickets were already sold out for the night we were there. So because we looked it up, we Victor would have had and I do it in, in advances. Huge. We yes. Should have. Oh, her boyfriend really also works at. WBEZ oh, well, in go. Chicago. So he was able to get good tickets. Mm-hmm. Paula Poundstone was there. Yeah, no, listen. Roy Blunt Jr. was
0: yeah. there. I was so jealous. Wow, but we no were...
1: Mo Rocca, because if Mo Rocca had been there, I just, I don't know what I would have done with myself.
0: Okay, I guess we should have, as soon as we found <laughs> out about forgiven. the trip, we should have checked.
1: I'm so upset that we didn't. Yeah. But of course, we didn't know our schedule. We didn't know if that would even be an option for us to get to wherever they record. But if I ever go back to Chicago, I will go to... There was a lot going on in
0: Chicago while we were there. Chance the Snapper, the alligator,
1: was loose. Lindsay was
0: following it. Uh, We were going to try to catch that gator ourselves, but we were kind of busy. Uh, R. Kelly got arrested (laughs) while we were there. What? We also missed that. I mean, there was just a lot going on. So that finished up our Wednesday session. We went out that night. Um, Well, I went out that night. Uh, me and Lindsay and Robert, Andrea decided she would get a salad and go watch The We went the on an
1: epic quest, first of all. We went on an epic quest for a bathing suit for me and flip-flops for you. Because,
0: I, yeah, I, I, all I had was my dress shoes, and I realized, oh, if we're, if we're going to... There's a pool. Thing, I wanted to switch, be able to switch into shorts, so I had to go find some uh, flip-flops. I ended up buying some at The Gap, because for some reason, like, Marshalls and T.G. Maxx, they were all, like, 10 bucks, and I didn't feel like spending 10 bucks on them. Anyway, yeah, there was also a pool, and we thought, well, what if we want to go swimming? Yeah. A spoiler alert, we never made it swimming. No. Um, but... So, yeah, we spent a few hours walking around shopping. I discovered a
1: new trend in women's bathing suits that I despise. Very high waist. The diaper bathing suit is what I like to call it. It's ridiculous. It covers your belly button. Like, I understand the coverage thing and wanting some extra coverage, which I'm all about. There are things I'd like to hide when in a bathing suit that... Typically, you can't, but it's also, if you're wanting to get a little sun, like, that's covering everything, and it just didn't hit me in the right spots, it looked very strange. looks like
0: you're wearing really big granny panties. Yes,
1: yes, that's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) I don't understand this new trend. Like, I'm all about, you can barely find, honestly, ladies, you can't find a bathing suit that covers your whole butt anymore. It's, like, impossible. And it's like, I don't want to buy those skirts, because that looks weird, and I'm not, you know... I, I'm getting close to that age, but I'm not quite there yet, and it's just like it's ho- bathing suit shopping is hard. Yeah. That was a tough thing.
0: So um, anyway, well,
1: went way down
0: uh, <laughs> that road. Uh, we the the three of us, not including Andrea, went to Big Bowl mm-hmm. where I had some delicious pad thai. And you t- did you tell me you'd never had pad thai? Or you didn't. We gotta fix that.
1: I have no regrets about not going that night. I was so tired. No, that's the
0: thing. It, and we'd all had, a, we'd all been. And up. I wasn't There's trying to be antisocial,
1: day. but I was like, y'all, I can't. Yeah, no. And I, don't I had be, yeah. the biggest pimple on my nose. <laughs> you all. It was painful.
0: You you walked in first thing that morning. When I saw you. You are like, oh no. Guess what's happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was forming at that time. Um, and I mean, everyone's had one good. of those. Yeah. Like where it just, just, it, it, it just it hurts to the touch, and that's what this was. And I was like, of all times, of all the days. But, yeah, so I went home and did a face mask instead of going yeah, to Big Bowl. you sent me a Ball. picture
0: of you with a face mask on, like, here's my night. So I guess you went home, watched, you ate some salad, you watched some... I uh, didn't end up
1: watching The Bachelor. didn't watch The Bachelor? No, no, I listened to a podcast about Bill Clinton. Okay. Which I didn't know about all that. Like, I knew about the Monica Lewinsky scandal, but I didn't know all the background information. So it was kind of interesting to go back. We were young when that was going on.
0: Yeah, we were pretty young.
1: So, thankfully, I didn't know those details. I wouldn't have understood them anyway at that age, so... Uh,
0: so, yeah, so... My pad thai was delicious. And then the next day, Thursday, July 11th, we heard from Angela Davis. Oh, who, former, WKYT former WKYT employee. Former WKYT employee. She started here. Um, I guess the WKYT was her first job. And then mm-hmm. she uh, moved to Minneapolis. Um, Dallas. Dallas. She's been in a lot of different places. And she's now um, hosts um,
1: Her own radio show.
0: Yeah, uh, on um, public radio with Angela Davis.
1: If you could sum her up in one word, what would it be?
0: Empowering.
1: Mine was candid
0: yeah that too she, was she very kept it honest. so real
1: <laughs> i loved it and i think everyone loved it yeah because you're in a safe space like obviously mm-hmm. you're with like-minded people so you can kind of be a little more candid because we we have an image to uphold most of the time so we have to be pretty guarded when we're out in public so it's like we were in a safe spa- space and she just let it rip
0: yeah. and it was wonderful so that that, that was good I, lo- I loved hearing from her and uh, like i said it was and i have her phone number yeah yeah
1: i got her phone number cuz we're going to have her on a podcast There's a kind of we want to do a little series or maybe just every now and then check in with people where are they now um yeah type deal looking where we check in with people and just see where they ended up people
0: you may have known from the station in yeah. the past yeah looking forward to that so that that will be in the future we still got to schedule that um but yeah she she was awesome and then after that conflict resolution and tough conversations in the newsroom <laughs>
1: ooh mama needs that <laughs> Don't we all?
0: <laughs> and so a lot of that, yeah, it was just having, um, there was some role play that went on, and it was just, um, yeah, tough conversations with people. You know, you, you have different generations working in newsrooms. Sometimes right. different people share different things. And one of the things they talked about was how the attitude at the top will trickle down.
1: Yes. And so if you
0: have someone in a position of leadership who is either a screamer or likes to curse a lot, it's different things like that, that, that attitude will filter through the newsroom. And so um, that, that was one of the things that, um, Andrea uh, Stallman from um, LKY had talked to us about how she kind of had put the clamp down as far as um, people cursing the newsroom. Not that we're all adults. If you've ever been in a newsroom and right. things get heated, there's breaking news, stuff happens, and uh, <laughs> nobody really like bats an eye at it. But uh, t- if that's just a regular thing, it kind of right. sets a tone that you, you don't really want. And it makes really some want. people
1: uncomfortable, yeah. and they may not feel like they should speak up about it and just kind of take it. And it isn't, you know... You want to hold yourself to a higher standard if possible. And like they said, one person said it really well. They were like, we should at least conduct ourselves so if the door happened to open and viewers came in our newsroom at any point, we wouldn't be embarrassed of like the words we're saying. Exactly. So I I think that everyone can do better. I can do better.
0: It also just made you realize, you know, you you don't think about – uh, during these conversations, a lot of times the loudest voices tend to drown other people out right and so if, if some you know people are dominating those conversations um you know it's good to hear from everyone This
1: was another case where it's like everything was so beautifully done during these <laughs> these uh role playing scenes, and it was just perfect you're like that would never happen like that in real life, but I took away a lot of good tips uh,
0: we we were um Kind of introduced to the school of Jill Geisler.
1: Oh, my gosh. She is a she's, legend. Yes,
0: yes. And so that was, um, you know, I had heard her name before. I'd seen uh, some mm-hmm. of some tips and tricks type stuff, but to actually watch her in action. It, I said it kind of reminded me of Mary Berry on um, <laughs> the Great British Breaking Show sometimes when she's disappointed with someone. I remember one time she said something like, we're sad about this, and I know you are too. And I, I was like, oh, that's savage. And so Jill, Jill kind of reminded me of that, of being able to tell people. You know, like, oh, remember this? Maybe we should behave more like that and just
1: It was ah oh, yeah. She like I said, I was like, She is so sweet, but she's also throwing a little bit of shade at the same mm-hmm. time and just making you you know, check yourself. <laughs> I like the one where, you know, maybe someone was wearing inappropriate clothing to work. And she says, She starts out, You remember the outfit you wore? What was your thought to process? Your interview, yeah. To your interview. What was your thought process when you picked out that outfit? You know, they're like, I want to make a good first impression, like look professional. She's like I agree, and you accomplished it. You should think about that every morning when you before you come in here, and just like, oh, whoa, all right. And you're like, what did she say that was mean? Nothing. Nothing.
0: It was all positive, and that was. <laughs> did that you was... get it?
1: Yep. Yeah. Loud and clear.
0: So that was good. Um, then we had upgrade that writing, kick the fixing habit. And that was one of the things we realized: oh, being a fixer is bad versus um, kind of a, a coach. So people who go in and just fix other people's writing as opposed to. Talking to them about why you're changing certain things, and that was some of the things the people who taught that even said that they realized they were fixers, that they were just going in and making changes, and they didn't ha- they weren't having these conversations with people about why they were, mm-hmm. um, t- why why they they were changing things, and, and this was once ex- they did, suddenly you know people would improve or they would right. get better.
1: And this was another good example of where having producers and anchors in the same room was great because the producers are like, it makes me feel bad when you guys change my writing and don't say anything. I just think I'm not good. And it's like, that's not what's happening. You know, typically, maybe the writing isn't good. And that's a conversation, a bigger conversation to have. But most of the time, we're just trying to put it into our words. And like, we don't mean anything by it. But you can see how just a lack of communication can hurt feelings, Mm -hmm. lead to misunderstandings. So...
0: it's it rem- good. It's one of those things that when they're writing so much, and then we as anchors, it's so easy to come along and just because we're just rereading mm-hmm. in some cases uh, what they've written and then you know adjusting things. So it's very easy to nitpick and to find little things and be like, right. Oh, this should be here, this should be here. And it's like, Well, you,
1: you didn't spend 20 minutes writing this exactly, and reading that police report. Yeah, yet. you're just like, Oh, it's easy now, exactly. <laughs> easy <laughs> for you to say.
0: This, this is a weird second, but it reminds me of. When I'd go to Magic the Gathering tournaments, and we'd watch other people play, and we'd see mistakes, like, and we'd be oh! like, oh, this is such a... Oh, how did you not see this? It's like, but when you're in the moment, and when you're in the middle of a game, and you don't right. know what's gone before and what's after.
1: And you hear and so, people in game shows say that all the time. You're like, yeah. I make fun of these people, and now I
0: have How did you not know that? It's yeah. like your brain just freezes up. <laughs>
1: oh, it happens.
0: So that was good. Um, let's see. What else do we have after that? Social media, smart and safe strategies. Um, yeah, a lot of that was just... Um, kind of staying safe when engaging online. Um, Just, you know, most of the, the majority of the people we interact with are awesome. Sometimes you get some people. They're bad apples. Yeah. Run it for everybody. And then after that, there were some breakout sessions. They were all um, really good. Just um, tips and tricks and just social media stuff. And so it was nice to to kind of get down in small groups, to talk to other people, kind of experiencing the same stuff you are. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was our Thursday. And um, Thursday night. We went to Ditka's.
1: Oh my goodness, so good!
0: Yes, I had a delicious steak, and the family sides there, so I had a little bit of everything.
1: And you were too hesitant to order what you wanted, but you got it anyway.
0: Oh yeah, the um, lobster mac and cheese. Oh. Someone else ordered that, so I was, was able so... to. <laughs> I got the Brussels sprouts, spoonfuls. and they were
1: good, but that lobster mac and cheese was by far the best.
0: It was very decadent. Oh, um, it was so good. My steak was cooked absolutely perfectly. I ate the whole thing. Yeah, I did too. It
1: was it was the best steak I've ever had.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was fantastic. Um then we uh the calamari was great.
1: And there was a secret door upstairs yeah. that you found. Into the, you the, went the f- exploring <laughs> randomly in the middle of the meal. Well the bathroom like, was all Victor? the way upstairs
0: and then I had to go through the other stuff, but then I saw this wall with this giant mural. It's not <laughs> even that secret, but there's you realize there's a door there. And so you press this button like under my dick's face or something and <laughs> it opens up. I loved it. So that was interesting. There was we, sh- um, we had a-, a cheesecake, blueberry cheesecake. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, everything was delicious. We crushed that cheesecake. Just me and you. And it was a big <laughs> piece of cheesecake, and we were already miserable. It was just yeah. one of the gluttony at its finest. Yeah,
0: because was- we realized, well, when's the next time I'm going to be back here? Um, possibly never.
1: <laughs> exactly. You got to do what you got to do. And I think probably the best part of that was the conversation at the table. got so animated. We were just all telling, like, behind-the-scenes drama. War stories.
0: Yeah, we were War there with stories. other people from Gray TV. Um, got to meet Sue Ramsey, the GM out in Iowa.
1: Yes, we love her. And I had met her already yeah, once. Yeah, that's
0: the thing. You don't know, I had
1: kind of a girl crush. I was intimidated by her the first time I met her, and she's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still intimidated by her, but she moved from – uh, I think she was a reporter anchor, and then she moved up to news director. Now mm-hmm. she's the general manager of a station. So she talked about knowing all the roles. She knows them all.
0: And then one of the other anchors there from Iowa, she also has a young, uh, young child. And um, we were both talking about how we were missing our kids. Then on the final day, one of the other anchors who I guess is, is local, her husband brought in their their child, me and the other, and look looked at each other like, oh, would "It would be weird if we asked if we could hold her kid." <laughs> I just want to touch a baby. That's so sweet. Uh, so yeah, we're both just like, oh, "I need Victor to get home." Victor
1: shamelessly showed everyone who showed even a mild interest in human beings a picture of his daughter. That's what happens, even if you're
0: just like, um, "I know that babies are I've a seen thing." A baby. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, let me tell you about this one.
1: She's the most special, <laughs> obviously."
0: So, yeah, that may have happened once or twice. I, I, I have become what I hate.
1: Well, I show my dog, too. And That's I know true. no one cares as much as I do, but I still enjoy it. Okay. And I play the game. I, I go goo goo gaga over their pets, too, even though I need to learn to be better about that cuter. when somebody shows me a
0: picture of their child to be more engaged. That's I, a thing. I have to work on that to be like, oh, yes, I care. It's a give and take. Um, about yours also. Anyway, here's because <laughs> it's, it's, um, I'm sure they're doing the same thing. And they're, right. They're nice enough to look at her. <laughs> I feel like at least my pictures are funny. OK, so we've uh, gotten sidetracked. Friday morning, we talked to Boyd Hooper, mm. which was fantastic. He had a presentation about his stories. The, one of the amazing things about him is you'll talk to a lot of people who are great at their job, and sometimes they don't know exactly how they do Why it.: Why
1: they're so good.:
0: They'll like, go, oh, "I don't know I just put that." But he is able to break his stuff down mm-hmm. at a minute level, line by line. Um, one of the big things I learned from him is you don't have to use all the video that you shoot. Sometimes right. the story is cont- like you, you, need to kn- you need to know what the story doesn't need. And that was a big thing to mm-hmm. learn from him, not only in words, but also in video. And so he showed us a story that, where he'd shot all this extra stuff, but it really all just focused around one little interaction between this boy This woman on her back porch.
1: That's something that I, too, struggle with. And I I get too emotionally invested in a lot of my stories. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel guilty if I don't, you know. I've interviewed someone and they think they're going to be on TV and then I don't put them in my story. Like, I feel guilty about that. But sometimes it doesn't serve the greater purpose, which is telling a good story and conveying the information you need to convey. And yeah, like you said, knowing what not to include is huge. And one
0: thing he even talked about, you know, if you have a good interview, but you don't have a spot for it in your story, you tell your producers, else? yeah, and be like, hey, I've got this, one to do a breakout. They'll never be mad this. at you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I've got an extra Vosad for a show. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: More content. We have a lot of show to fill.
0: So he was, he was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, journalism. People out there, if you ever get a chance to listen to him, go mm-hmm. for it. And a lot of his stuff is online, too. That's the other thing. So if you want to, you know...
1: Look up some of his work.
0: Up, yeah, not only his work, but some of his classes, some of his teaching stuff mm-hmm. is, is out there, too. So that was good. Um, let's see. Up next, covering communities, close up and in context. Um, so that was kind of um, being more in touch with your with the people that you cover. We
1: had an unfair advantage, I felt like, over most people because we're local. Yeah. We're from here. So... You know, they were talking about going to local sporting events mm-hmm. to, like, meet people. And we're just like, we already know everybody.
0: That, that was kind of the feeling I got. A lot of it was stuff that it's, it's like, like, oh, well, I've already... I, I'm a, yeah, we, we did have an unfair advantage in that because we are yeah. so local already. And it's one of those things that had I um at some point move to another city would have had to do th- this would have been you know oh yeah this this is all all great but yeah and not
1: that those weren't good ideas i was like cuz i mean i know most of the area i don't know every area that we cover by any means no that's almost impossible but there were some good ideas out there and you know you can never be too connected to your community the that you're covering so <laughs> i don't think that's even possible
0: no i don't either um, And then the last one workplace integrity leading in a happy ethical diverse harassment free culture and a lot of that was just about you know learning how to interact with people to not don't be a scummy person <laughs> I mean, yeah. of it. And, that, and that's one of the things that journalism has had to kind of deal with after the whole after me too started um you know looking inward and realizing that there were a lot of people who um andrea referred to them as sacred cows people's like well they're just so important and it's like well no if, if they're harassing people and they're mm. treating people poorly
1: Case in um, point, Charlie Rose, That's the thing. obviously a huge asset. Yeah. I mean, our ratings suffered when he left the morning show for CBS, which, you know, hurt, I think, morning shows across the mm-hmm. country on that same station. So you get you know, he's Matt, important, but you can't do that. Just,
0: yeah, so that, that's the thing. Yeah, Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer, uh, who else? Uh.
1: I know there was a radio host in there somewhere as well.
0: Garrison Keeler. Yes. Yes. Mm, Yes. Which, you know, so that's the other thing. So it's just... uh, And they're all shocking. Yeah. Didn't see those coming. Yeah. So just... uh, And so part of that conversation was just, um, you know, being willing to create an environment where people people feel comfortable talking if there is an issue. And that that was part of the issue is not only, you know, not being part of the problem, but making it so that people feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. And... If you see something, say something. You hear that all the time, but it's so easy to like, be like, well, I would never say that. Yeah. But then if you see someone say it and you don't say anything, you're complicit. So you have to, you have to be a part of a solution even if you're not the problem.
0: And, and that was part of the thing they talked about too was that some people who weren't even, you know, they were, I guess, angry people who yelled <laughs> at people. They weren't doing anything um, like harassment as far as being creeps, but they were just creating a, a negative environment. And they didn't even realize it. And once they talked to them and said, hey, this is how you're being perceived, they said, And they
1: were shocked. Yeah. And they were just like, what? That's not what I meant at all.
0: Them, yeah, I thought I was helping people. Yeah. And so then once, and so, so I think that's the other thing is realizing that there is a difference between someone who's operating from a place of ignorance and a place of malice. Yes. Because and one is obviously needs to be handled differently than the other.
1: The woman we talked about, Tracy, I remember she had a very similar experience that she discussed during her her talk and she said that her news director took her out to lunch and was just like look like this is what people are saying about you because they did reviews of people and she's like i had no idea but she looked at him dead in the eye and said i'm going to fix this and she did because it's easy to just get like oh my gosh like so defeated Mm -hmm. but she was just like i see it i acknowledge it i own it i'm gonna do better and that's what you have to do that's the that's part of me i get very down in the dumps i'm just like why me i'm horrible (laughs) i can never get better but just sometimes we, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And we need to be forgiving of others and forgiving of ourselves and just always try to do better.
0: So that was good. So that yeah. was, And then we, you know, had a wrap-up. about, And a lot of that was just about bringing this back to the station, mm-hmm. improving ourselves. And so, yeah, I was, I was um, excited to get the opportunity to go. And, um,
1: yeah, now it. we're back. It we was got, a nice little reset.
0: 1 a.m. Saturday morning. Was that kind of?
1: Woo, that was rough. <laughs> But we made it. We're all right. We we're survived. safe. That's all that matters.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. Well, Andrea. Oh, that was the other interesting thing. There was an Andrea. There was an Andrea. There was an Andrea. Andrei- I thought it was Andrea.
1: Andrea. Andrea. Because we discussed that Andrea is not a thing.
0: Well, I felt like that was the thing. I felt like we were oh. trying to play Pokemon. Got to catch them all. I was like, no, we need an Andrea. So an Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need ready. to go down this
1: road again. It's not that interesting. <laughs> not good podcast fodder, so we won't bore you with that. The point
0: is there are a lot of variations on how to say your name. Yes. All right, Andrea, now that uh, we're back, do you have a uh, favorite thing you'd like to share this week?
1: Well, I don't know. We could probably talk about this for an entire <laughs> podcast. But okay,
0: Yeah, so I got a text last night.
1: Do you want to just – you go for it. Oh,
0: I just – I got a text. I don't
1: even remember what I said, but I was very emotional. You
0: just said uh, – let me find this. It said – because I, I was here working, and it said – uh, guess what I'm about to do And I'm like what so You said I'll give you a hit, J.W. Uh, and I said the Marriott like, I, I still don't J- understand that The J.W. Marriott That's what it's downtown Oh I've never even heard of that okay. And you're like what I'm about to watch John Wick I said have fun But then you send me a text back mm-hmm. So spoilers for John Wick But it's the first 10 minutes of the movie So you be alright You said I hate you so much I literally just watched a puppy get murdered I'm crying
1: <laughs> I was Tears Like crocodile tears Is that what they're called When yes. they're like the big fat tears So
0: then I I felt kind of bad But I just pictured you bawling <gasps> Over this puppy.
1: But I was watching it with someone who also knew it was coming and didn't warn me. So I just felt betrayed by both of you, by the way. And I'm a huge animal lover, as we all know. But
0: Little my daisy. eyes were covered. That's part I of the emotional arc of the and story. And it was the sound. Which then uh, makes, makes you understand his vengeance even more. So,
1: yeah. I was like, there were a lot of details that i missed personally i like a nice complete plot with everything tied up in a bow that is not what you get with john wick
0: which is one of the things i love about it because this this giant world building you get the idea that you are just watching a part of a small world play out right you're watching a small part of a larger world
1: and i said you have to look at it at least you have to have a little bit of comedy involved like it's so insane
0: so intense
1: there's a lot happening a little unrealistic, I think we can all agree. No, I but, think the um, combat
0: is—that's one of the great things. Is the <laughs> combat, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Do. But it was
1: just like it was so over the top that it was funny and just impressive and great, and I did enjoy it. I was not prepared. I mean, I think that's the cardinal sin of movie making—is like killing a dog in a movie. You can't do that.
0: There's even a website. Because think
1: about how many people died in that movie. Yeah,
0: the so one many. You but the most I is the dog. didn't
1: cry over any of them balled over that dog it was a puppy also by the way
0: there's, <sighs> a, there's a website does the dog com, and you can search for movies to see if you're going to watch a movie you type in the name of the movie it'll tell you if a dog dies in the movie you're uh, kidding me no. <laughs> i'll show it to you
1: thank god yeah. <laughs> whoever created that thank you, so now you can very keep much yourself
0: safe and figure that out yeah um my favorite thing this week is an oldie but a goodie bourbon and toulouse
1: oh yeah i went
0: to a wedding saturday night and um, congratulations, Andy and Alyssa. Yay. Um, they, uh, for their catering, uh, instead of having, you know, some, uh, I don't know, like specialty plates and all kinds of stuff, they had bourbon and Toulouse cater it. And it was fantastic. Nice. Of all the weddings I've been to, it may have been my favorite food just because Didn't I love Didn't we bourbon talk about so food
1: at weddings
0: I think during we did. the trip and well, we said what did we say well that's one of the things that andy had told me He said you know think about how many weddings you've been to how often do you remember the food i mean you remember the fun you remember you'll, you might remember the cake if the cuz really i think good. we
1: said that people spend too much money on exactly. the cake and, that's and they freak out too much
0: yeah
1: yeah and i was like it is free food Yeah. beggars can't be choosers and
0: so that's they got bourbon loose, and it was just it's, it's a delicious bourbon loose i always expect
1: i also like it you know i watch a lot of four weddings cuz I'm basic, and I love it. But uh, I like it when, you know, a couple will be like, we met at a pizza place. Or our first date was so at Gaddy Town. <laughs> so they have Gattytown cater their wedding. The, and it's like, that's um, so cute. I like that.
0: The centerpieces at the wedding were bo- cedar boxes that they had made themselves, and they had succulents in them. And you could take take a box home as a, as a wedding gift. That's that nice. sweet.
1: Anything personal? I think that's part of. That's one of my favorite things in weddings is when it's really personal and they like tell you how they met and like mm-hmm. their backstory. That gets me invested and like, you know, I enjoy that.
0: Yeah. So that was that was that was fun. Um, ha- I had a good time. But yes, the um uh, my favorite thing of the week bourbon and flue's. Go get you some. Here's my here's my go-to order. I get a half and half, half um crawfish etouffee, half. Uh, I think
1: this has been your favorite thing before.
0: Half corn. <laughs> Caramelized corn and black beans. You know what? If it has, it deserves two favorite things because I enjoy it that much, Gets, <laughs> You're get just some of the, the um, Cajun power garlic sauce. It's so good. Is it spicy? It's not that spicy, no. But she's got a really good. People
1: say that to flavor. me, and they're wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, so the, my other favorite thing this week is uh, one of our new reporters, Shelby. We learned that she had never had a Grippo. Mm. Did you watch the video?
1: I I have it okay. saved on Check my Facebook because I haven't gotten to sit down and really watch it. But I was like, oh, that should be good, and it it went. It did really it's well. Like
0: 30,000 views. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I said, okay, well, really apparently. Good. But I found out uh, Olivia Russell's also never had grippos, So we'll do another what? one of those maybe what? today. I don't think Megan has had one either.
1: Where are these people coming from?
0: Uh, that Well, that's the weird thing. Olivia is from Louisville. Yeah, no excuses. No excuses there. At least Megan's from Kansas City, and then uh, Shelby's from L.A. So, I mean, you know, you can understand why they had never had it. But So, yeah, it was a uh, video of her. Eating a Grippo for the first time. She said it was very intense. I guess I never realized how intense. spicy they were, but she said it was hot. And
1: I need a – have I had a Grippo?
0: You've had Grippos. What's a Grippo? The barbecue chip.
1: I feel like I have, but I don't know that I have. It's like I've seen them. I don't know if I've ever actually eaten one.
0: All right. Well, if you're listening to this, go look for the video online because we're um, about to put one up of Andrea eating Grippos.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have either. What is wrong with me?
0: I don't know. Well, that's assuming there's some grippos in the break room here. <laughs> we may have to go check. They may they may not go up Man. until tomorrow. So keep an eye out. At some point, Andrea's gonna eat a grippo.
1: Oh, I'm scared.
0: Is got, it sp- I okay. got her in 8 to wash it down with.
1: Kentucky baby.
0: Yeah, but they're 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 like spicy, but they're also really sweet. They've got a lot of sugar in them for a uh, potato chip, which is what I like. I like how sweet they are.
1: Sweet chips.
0: They're I mean they're spicy.
1: All right, let's. I'm gonna have to just try it. I'm
0: you really uh, – how are you from Nicholasville and you don't know if you had a of
1: I was a very picky eater as a child. I was probably afraid. Oh, I didn't even drink chocolate milk until college.
0: I don't think you realize how much this hurts your Kentucky crate What? Yeah.
1: Well, you don't want to know my opinions on AL8 then because I'm not a big fan.
0: People are going to judge you. I just want you to know.
1: It's I love the AL8 company. Yeah. I love that it's a Kentucky-based company that mm-hmm. people love so much. It's just not my particular – Taste bud. Uh,
0: okay, that's fine. I know. No, here's the thing. L eight is definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, I know some people. I know plenty of people don't like it. Um, I I like it quite a bit. Uh, but again, it was acquired because when I was little, I did not. People would right. be like here's an L eight. Maybe
1: I should try it again because that's probably taste buds change. There you go. We evolve as people as we should.
0: Diet L eight. Here's fan the thing. L8.
1: I think we have to rule out favorite things as food anymore because we always end up always going into food. such, long, such long discussions long. <laughs> about random food. Well,
0: no, this favorite thing isn't about food. It's about a video about food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's a technicality. So, okay, well, we'll figure the out.
1: Kebabs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> Enjoy your rat kebabs, Andrea. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for um, hanging out with us this week as we rattled on about our good time in Chicago, all the things we learned, and all the food we ate.